Hello everybody, my name is Spencer Smith. I'm Jack Greenspan. And I'm Charlie Schwartz. And welcome back to The Unspoken Herd, where today we have the Behind the Bison segment. We are going to be talking about a few different topics, going some, you know, kind-hearted stuff, you know, maybe going to something that maybe isn't so kind-hearted, but it's definitely something that I think is good to discuss, uh, you know, get some information out there about. And yeah, with that being said, Jack, do you want to start us off with our first topic? Of course. So the first topic of today's uh, special Behind the Bison uh, current events segment is we're going to be talking about uh, Walmart and specifically um, an NBC article that was published recently that's talking about how, and I don't know if you guys know this, Walmart has started using fully driverless trucks to ship some of their products. And this is because of how popular their online uh, grocery business really is getting. So, so many that's people cool. are using the online ordering service for Walmart that they have developed a technology um, and they're working with a company based in Silicon Valley, California called Gatik, G-A-T-I-K. This is a, a very new company. It's a startup company. That's cool. And they're working with Walmart to develop these fully driverless trucks. And they look just like regular trucks you'd see on the road. Um, uh, so like this. Yeah, I can yeah. see that. Except there's no driver. So it just knows it just knows where to go and um, that's interesting. I feel like this yeah. is gonna be like a big thing. I know Amazon. I heard something about Amazon trying to do something similar. I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. Yeah, and especially with the pandemic and all, some people aren't like coming to work and still aren't coming to work. And I feel like this is gonna be like a really big thing coming up. Yeah, definitely. I I think it's very interesting that. Yeah, very interesting. <laughs> that Walmart is doing something like this because, you know, I know Tesla's introducing plans to, you know, produce semi-trucks that are fully autonomous, that are electric. I also know that, you know, Walmart in general is moving to more of a self-service type atmosphere. I know at the one near us, uh, they actually just renovated and there is like double the, the self-checkout lines that there were before. It was pretty cool. You know, there were before maybe 20 different aisles like all kind of lined up next to each other 20 different like normal checkout aisles and then on either side there were some uh, self-checkout aisles and now they made it so there's about double the checkout aisles and then instead of having them side by side they are kind of kind of like if you go to target how there's like one in front of the other they're doing something like that so i feel like the future definitely is moving more towards especially with things going on right now with the labor crisis and whatnot the labor shortage excuse me um i feel like the future is definitely moving towards more of kind of a fully autonomous in terms of vehicles um, type of future and more of a self-serving type of future just to combat things like, you know, potential labor shortage and just to kind of prepare for something like that. However, this could be a bit of a problem for, like, when we come back from COVID, like, if we go back to a semi-version of normal. Well, like, when people go back to doing their work, it's going to be occupied by, like, artificial intelligence and stuff like that. And it, sure. And it might, like, get in the way of people's jobs, and it's going to cause even more unemployment. Yeah, well, something to kind of keep in mind, and I've actually, I don't believe I've discussed this on this podcast, something that I've discussed with people in real life uh, before, is that it's, it's just the whole concept of having uh, fully autonomous vehicles kind of on the road, right? Because right now, obviously, we don't have any roads kind of by themselves uh, specifically designated towards these types of vehicles and right now at least based on my knowledge right based on the general knowledge there isn't maybe advanced enough technology to fully predict human i'm not sure if this will ever be the case i mean you know, potentially maybe eventually uh, but currently there isn't the technology available to fully predict human movement right 
humans, the thing is humans, obviously we're very, we're a very advanced species. We're unpredictable, right? And that's where some of the problems with even like the Teslas, the more advanced Teslas, who probably right now have the best fully autonomous system in them. Uh, but that's been the main problem with them. You know, the whole not expecting humans to swerve into their lane thing, and it can throw people off. So the one thing I worry about in a current state, obviously, where we don't have, you know, roads for full self-driving and everything, you know, everything's on one, is a potential for accidents, right? Oh, what if yeah, something malfunctions? Sure. It's a big truck. Then what? You know what I mean? You know, things can happen. If things can happen on, you know, a $100,000 Tesla, you know, what's going to happen with a big pickup truck? Or, excuse me, a big, like, you know, delivery type truck. Yeah, exactly. But I, I, I see where the problem is, but I also see why they would want to do this because sure. mm -hmm. um, unemployment is so high right now. Yeah. So many people are not working right now. It's a smart um, solution. What? It's a, it's, as you it's were a going on, it's a very smart solution. Because people don't want to go shopping in person anymore because they realized how convenient it was to get stuff delivered to their home during quarantine. That's true. So, yeah, so people don't want to do that anymore. And then there's also people aren't working. So when you have people that don't want to work and you have people that want stuff delivered to them, it seems like the one solution is driverless trucks. Yeah, I mean, one cool thing about that is going back to the whole concept of it kind of helping eliminate, well, not eliminate the labor shortage, but kind of help things is the whole aspect of workers being involved in certain aspects and workers not being involved in others, right? What this could potentially do, right, if they decide to kind of run with this idea, is it would allow them to take employees overall that they had maybe in one area, put them in another where they're maybe lacking more, and for something like online orders, obviously, rely more on, you know, the trucks and everything, right? Because the trucks, if you impl implement them properly and everything goes well, can make it so they can put more of their workers, have more of their workers focus on the maybe store side of things, and the trucks just kind of on the delivery aspect. Yeah, for sure. I, yeah, for sure. Um, Definitely. Yeah, and right now, this is only in Bentonville, Arkansas, cause oh, that's, okay. and that's where Walmart's headquarters are. I have so, a feeling it'll spread out it very like, well as could. time yeah. goes on. Yeah, Tesla so did. Right now, they're, yeah. just, they're sort of just only doing it in their headquarters city, so they can kind of see how it works. And then, yeah, the plan is to expand it. So we'll see how long it takes till it gets here to Illinois, whether that's a couple months, a year. It could even be multiple years before we see this. Mm -hmm. so, so that's something I'm excited to see. But that's just kind of a quick thing that I think we should highlight because I saw that. And I'm Definitely. Like, that could be that's cool. pretty cool. For sure. Now, Spencer, I think there's another story that's really big in the news right now that we should probably also cover. So uh, let's let's get into that story for sure. Yeah, so as many of you listening may have heard already, I know this has been all over media, you know, on all different types of outlets, all different all different sides. It's it's very it, it's been a, definitely a big story the past few days. And that is everything that happened at the Astro World concert, the Travis Scott Astro World concert a few days ago. Uh, for anyone who maybe isn't aware, uh, and this is the first one going off Forbes and I'll obviously switch between sources as I as I mention them. Uh, just to give you kind of a general consensus of what's going on, or what went on, I should say, at least eight people were killed, including two teenagers and scores injured Friday evening after a crowd at the rapper Travis Scott's Astroworld Festival in Houston surged forward towards the front of the stage, authorities said. This supposedly happened as Drake went on stage. And to kind of go off that, uh, there were, right now there's about eight, I believe eight to ten confirmed casualties. I believe it was right now the number confirmed is at eight. The number is confirmed is at eight, at but eight, yeah. there, there might be ten. There's still, there's yeah. still looking I, at I've that. heard different things, and with 50, and I'll get to that in a minute, but with 50,000 people in attendance, unfortunately, I feel like it potentially could be more. Uh, but right now we know that, and this is according to Fox News now, uh, 
the the ages of the victims were 14, 16, uh, 21, 21, 23, 23, and 27. Again, this number could be higher, and I mean like the number of casualties, unfortunately. Uh, but we know that that is kind of the... Those, those are kind of the ages of the confirmed people who have passed away so far. We know that, as I said before, around 50,000 people were in attendance, and authorities added that about 528 police officers were there, along with 755 private security personnel. We know that, as I said before, a, a crowd began to push and surge towards the front of the stage. And, you know, I, supposedly it's because Drake came on. We know, I believe it happened as Drake came on, so that most likely was the cause of all that. We also know that of the 25 people taken to hospitals, 11 were in cardiac arrest, unfortunately, and 13 remain hospitalized. And along with that, more than 300 were treated at a field hospital at the festival at NRG Park. So this is definitely all around very unfortunate. I'll say that. And it's, it's definitely something I felt like we, we should discuss, we should address. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously with 50,000 people, the potential, the, the unfortunate thing is when, when you have that many people attending a concert like that, the chance of something happening is there, right? And most of the time, luckily, nothing happens, but unfortunately, some of the time it does, and I guess that was an, this was kind of an example of that. Uh, another rumor that we don't know for sure, you know, if it's true or not, obviously, but another rumor that I think we should address is people, or someone supposedly, and we don't know if this is obviously uh, a true rumor, although there is some stuff backing it up, that someone was potentially going around injecting people drunks. I know I heard about one story. I don't, I don't recall what source it was on, but that a security guard felt like he was being poked with something, and then right after that, actually passed out. Yeah, that was actually yeah. coming from the Houston police chief. Yeah, and so, I. So yeah, he said that, mm -hmm. and they're still looking into that. But of that course. the Houston police chief did say there was, um, it's alleged that alleged yeah, yeah. and that's and, being yeah, looked sorry. into. Yeah, and another thing to add is, um, obviously, with all this happening, people, he did, from what I've heard and with certain sources, maybe stopped once or twice, um, kind of very, very briefly, for maybe a minute or two at a time, while the concert was going on, just to kind of see what was going on. But there, are, there's footage of this, and there, I mean, this is all over the news, obviously. But as everything was happening, as people, as everyone was surging forward and people were getting trampled or, you know, whatever was happening, People were begging him to stop, really pleading for him to stop, and he was basically completely ignoring them. There's footage of, you know, as an ambulance was kind of driving through the crowd to help people, he kept performing. And again, although I, I believe it was reported that he maybe stopped at least one or once or twice, um, very briefly, instead of stopping the concert, which is, by the way, what everyone was asking him to do. Oh, yeah. He everybody just in kept the crowd going. Them, or yeah. not everybody in the yeah. crowd, but a large majority of the crowd was saying, stop oh, yeah. the show, stop the and show. And he, just, he just kept completely ignoring and, them. And from the videos I was watching, they were shouting this loud enough that he oh, could yeah. have been able to hear him. They were saying, stop the show. Easily. 50,000. Yeah. This was, this was kind of a doomed show from the start. Um, and this is actually, this is news that came out literally 20 minutes ago. Yeah. So this is really big news. I don't even know if you've heard this. I'm reading it right now. Mm -hmm. um, before the concert even started, the police chief went up to Travis Scott's trailer that he was staying at backstage mm -hmm. and told them that the crowd looked dangerous from the start. Interesting. So he had already told Travis he before, anything, before he went um, on stage that the crowd was looking a little bit too condensed and a little bit too crowded for anything, for something like this to occur. And Travis got, I guess, just kind of chose to pass off this Ignore, information. Yeah. Mm. 
Yeah, I think I heard about that. And another, some more information to add is that I believe him and Drake are being sued by a specific. I'll, I believe uh, either. Oh, yeah. I, what I know about is I think one or two people, although I wouldn't doubt if there was more. Oh, I'm sure there'll yeah. probably be 50, 100 lawsuits yeah. um, because there were there were hundreds of people that were hospitalized. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, only eight or not even, it's not like only eight people died. That's yeah. a big number, but hundreds, people were of, killed. hundreds of people were hospitalized, and I think maybe thousands of people passed out, but some of the people that passed it. out woke up later without even being hospitalized. They just woke up naturally. But. Yeah, and I know the, some uh, more information to add on top of that is that he, I believe, some more, and I, I believe even some of this information came out today. Uh, why, that's why I'm mentioning it. It's obviously relevant. Supposedly, he is re- going to be refunding all the tickets to Astro World. He is going to be supposedly paying for the funeral expenses. So, you know, at least he's acknowledging it somehow, but the it's fact bit, remains that this happened and that he at least somewhat is responsible for it, for it's sure. It's a bit minimum for accepting yeah. responsibility. I mean, considering yeah. people pa- you know, passed away from this, especially people as young, and obviously any death is an absolute tragedy, but even people as young as you know, 14, 16, it's terrible. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So just simply paying for certain expenses is not enough. That does not bring the person no, back. No, it's not. You know, and that, that's something that is really unfortunate. You know, I hate personally to see, and I'm sure this obviously goes for all of us, everyone, to see things like this, you know, it, it really, it really gets me, especially when people are so young like that, you know, to think about it, like they were our age, you know, obviously I'm about to turn 16, you guys are around this age also, and to think that people our age, you know, were victims of what happened, it, it's truly terrible, you know. Yeah, and, and I just want to say, this concert was, it was kind of doomed from the very start, because number one, it was a two-day festival, but on the first day of the festival, obviously the second day got canceled, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, on the first day of the festival, the only performer was Travis. Yeah. So there's... Fif- for him. So yeah, there's 50,000 people there, and everybody's going to his show because there's no other shows going on, even though it's yeah. a music festival. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's 50,000 people. He should have known that's going to be a, a too big of a crowd to fit in the vicinity. But number two... Um, even from the very beginning, thousands of people broke in. And, I heard about that, yeah. And there's video footage of this. This is not me making it up. No, I know. I've seen that There's footage. plenty of videos. I, I can confirm that. Right when the festival first opened to the public, um, they broke down the fence, and, th- and there was basically like kind of a stampede of a thousand, oh, yeah. thousands of people they broke in. So right from the beginning of the show, they were already way over capacity. They sold 50,000 tickets. Fifty thousand was probably already a stretch, but oh, now yeah. you have to keep and in mind. And even more are getting. Oh yeah, in, yeah. In, like, you have to keep it in mind. Oh yeah, it's probably like fifty-two thousand, fifty-three thousand when you see because all those people stampeded in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One. Sorry, what were you gonna say? Uh, no, you can go. You sure. Can. Yeah. Um, one thing to definitely keep in mind is that as a huge artist, and mind you, Travis has a very big platform. He's huge very famous. fan base too. Huge yeah, an fan insane base. fan base. You got to account for the power you have and the attendance you are going to have, right? He knew obviously the space. He planned this out for I'm sure weeks, months. He knew how big the space was going to be. When you are that influential, when you're that big, and you're having such a an overhyped, not overhyped, but such a widely hyped concert like this, you have to consider the safety yeah, of your fans. Yeah, you have fans. to consider the safety of your fans, and it's your responsibility to even if it means you lose a couple, you know, whatever, even if it's a thousand. Uh, you know, $100,000, you know, you got you got to think about the safety of your fans and you got to count for how many people can actually fit in a space like that, regardless of how much money you might lose. You know, yes, if he would have capped it at, let's say, 30,000 people, he would have made less, 
But the safety of your fans, the lives at this in this case scenario, or in this case, I should say, of your fans is more important. I feel like that was his duty to, if he knew that 50000 was maybe too much, you know, I feel like it definitely was his duty to maybe limit it, which he didn't do, you know, which is definitely very unfortunate. Yeah. was and, not right. And I think there's a lot of people to blame for it. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, everyone's trying to ask the question, like, who do we point the finger at? Sure. I think it's kind of a little bit of everybody's fault. I think everybody that could have done the wrong thing in this scenario did the wrong thing. Because mm. um, on, one, on one hand, it's the fans' fault because the fans chose to disrespect authority. They chose to, thousands yeah. of them chose to break into the festival unpaid for. That's true. Which obviously you could blame the security yeah. for that a little bit. But. And that, just adding to that, yeah. I actually saw, and obviously then it'll continue, yeah. it's popped into my mind. There are actually videos and there are, you know, key eyewitness reports of even people, you know, screaming for help and whatnot and everyone ignoring them, you know, the fans and everything. But yeah, yeah. carry on. So, num so the fans were disrespecting authority by just by thousands of them were breaking into the concert. That's already yeah. a little bit of a disrespectful thing to do. Then number two, the ambulance was trying to get into the show. People, people were literally trying to stand up on the ambulance. People were trying to climb up on the ambulance and get on top of it to get a better view while um, while he was performing, which is kind of, it's just so, like... Yeah, um, that, that's terrible. It's just obnoxious what, is what it is. Yeah. So the fans were just, as The a fans whole, weren't making things any better. And as then a whole, the that, fans yeah, were not making things yeah. any better because they, they were not being considerate of each other. They were completely disregarding the fact that each other are humans. That, yeah. That was not grammatically correct. I, I know what you're trying to say, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I mean, on top of that, obviously, and I, I actually watched this footage. I could show you guys, or you, obviously, this footage and everything, but there's even footage of, as I said earlier, the ambulance driving in, and not only people going on top of it, uh, as you said, but, I mean, Travis just continued to go on. Yeah, Travis. And then afterwards, he even, I, I believe yeah. you mentioned this, I saw it, he even meant, he even, when someone questioned about it, he said, oh, who told me to stop? Who t when it was very clear that he heard what was going on. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can see in the video, he makes eye contact with the ambulance, looks mm -hmm. at it, and then continues to keep singing the song as if as if an ambulance driving through a crowd of 50,000 people is not something to be concerned about. Yeah, that, that was... Th if you're performing yeah. in a crowd of 50,000 people and there's an ambulance driving through the crowd, you kind of have to figure something is wrong. Yeah, and, definitely. And so like I was saying... It's partially the fans' fault. The fans don't make anything better. They were misbehaving. They were sure. being. They were disregarding each other. It's the venue's fault. The venue slash organizers' fault for not planning this out logistically better in terms of space in the event. And security, I'd say. Security as well. That's yeah. That's like the organizers. Yeah. But I think a big part of the responsibility should go to Travis. And I know a lot of people are debating that. Oh, it's not his fault. People died. Those are just like. It kind of is. Partially, yeah. And for sure. whether he should have stopped the show is up for debate because that maybe that would have caused more chaos if he stopped the show and people would have been more concerned. I think maybe he sh should have paused it temporarily and then gone At back least. on stage once the people that were passed out had been escorted out of the crowd. Yeah. But I think it's a, a big part of it is Travis Scott's fault. And that's a lot of that is because he promotes obnoxious behavior among his fans. I'm, I love his music. I listen to his music very, very regularly. Yeah. But the behavior that he promotes is, is very uncivilized. I Yeah. I Going off of that, um, and obviously I'll let you continue after. I don't mean to interrupt you or anything. It just it popped into my mind. I remember not too long ago, uh, a friend of mine mentioning how at one of his concerts, someone like 
took off, either took his shoe or something like that. Something yeah. like that happened. He was crowd and surfing he, and somebody tried to steal his yeah, shoe. Yeah, and he, he instructed surfing. a what, what could easily become a mob, right? If he if they took him seriously and they did what he said, he instructed an an enormous crowd of people to beat up po- the, to beat up the guy. Yeah. He pointed at him and said, "Get him." This kid was under like eighteen, yeah. by the way. Yeah, this kid He's, was. This was a teenager that was under eighteen that tried to steal his mm-hmm. shoe, and he instructed the crowd to beat this kid up. Yeah. So. It's like he's willing to stop the show because his shoe got stolen, but then he's not willing to stop exactly. the show because an ambulance is driving through the crowd. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and then another thing is, I'm sorry, I just have so much to say about of this because yeah. the story is so wild to me. Um, he, so I watched his documentary. like I, It was during quarantine, so a couple months. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, actually, many months ago. I was watching his documentary on Netflix, and the documentary is executive produced by him. It starts off with a clip of... His Lollapalooza show in 2018 is just and en- is just oh, I think it's 2018. It might be 2017. It's just ending, and the and a cop pulls him aside and says that he's being arrested for inciting a riot, and that he's not allowed to play at Lollapalooza ever again. And this is because um, and the reason for this was because he literally encouraged the crowd to try to get onto the stage with him. He encouraged them to try to run on stage. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah, and so this is like, he can't keep doing this. He yeah. is consistently promoting his fans to go crazy during his shows, to be uncivilized, and then exactly. he, and then he acts like it's a surprise when eight people die. Yeah. When you prom- you pr- you're basically promoting people mm-hmm. to trample each other. He promotes riots at his shows all the time. Mm-hmm. And, I, and there's a big difference between simply asking everybody to just have fun, be excited and all that, and to incite a riot, right? There's a big difference between someone telling everybody to, you know, jump up and down, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Um, Not necessarily go crazy, but you know what I mean? Like, enjoy themselves, whatever, be hyped. And to, again, do something like inciting a giant crowd of people yeah. To beat up a minor. Yeah. You know, beat up anyone. Now, that was in matter. 2018. That yeah, was no, I'm, I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, right. It doesn't matter. Overall. He's, yeah. he's still cost, he still asked someone to beat up yeah. a kid. Yeah. yeah. And re- even regardless of the person's age, it's even worse, I think, that was a kid, right? Yeah. Especially yeah. since considering, you know, Travis is not a minor. Um, but to do that in general is just terrible. You know what I mean? So it is, it is not a good situation. It is. And, um, and let me actually, I want to pull something up because... Um, there's a video that's going very, very viral right now. Millions of people have liked this, seen mm-hmm. it, reposted it. And it's of um, a girl. She's There's a cameraman, and he's on a 15-foot-high podium. Oh, I heard about this. And she's climbing up the ladder to the podium, and she's yelling at the cameraman. She's saying, she's saying, you need to stop the show. You need to do something about this. There's people getting trampled. There's people that are passed out. You need to get them to stop the show. Um, and she's basically banging on this podium while she's on this little ladder trying to get the cameraman's attention. He's got headphones on, obviously. And this video is going viral. And so she, after this video got viral, she posted a statement on Instagram about what, about what happened from her perspective. And so I just want to read some of that. So this is coming from that girl in the video. So she's saying, um, there were so many people, tall men, women, Women and men were the only thing they could see was the back of the person in front of them. The rush of people became tighter and tighter, and breathing was something only a few were capable of. Um, The rest were crushed or unable to breathe because of the thick, hot air. My friend was unable to gasp for breath, and she told me that we needed to get out. We tried, but there was nowhere to go. 
The shoving became harder and harder as the show progressed. If someone's arms had been up, it was no longer a possibility to put it down. So people began to choke on each other as the mass swayed. It became more and more violent. We began to scream for help. We could see security just a few people over in the walkway in the middle. It got tighter, impossible to breathe, as our lungs were compressed between the bodies of those surrounding us. Hmm. More people began to scream for help, and many began to collapse. So this is... And this is way before Drake even came on the stage. This is, yeah. um, this is from the very beginning of the show. She, in, in the same statement, she said, um, I got there two hours before... We got there two hours before the show started. Um, sorry. We, she said... Um, we stood there for two hours before the show started. Every gap was filled. Where your feet were placed was where they stayed. So even before the show had even started, there mm-hmm. was no room to move. Where you had, even if you got there two hours early, where your feet were planted was where they were going to be. You couldn't move a muscle because if somebody in that crowd were to move a muscle in the first mm-hmm. place, you would bump the person next to you and it would start a domino effect. You. You can look at the satellite footage. These people were so condensed. The concert shouldn't oh, yeah. have even started when you look at the satellite footage. It's, they're swaying. You can literally see the swaying because one person moves their muscle and, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely a, a, a terrible turn of events. You know, it's definitely something that I feel like should be acknowledged. And, you know, obviously our condolences go out to all the victims and their families, obviously, you know, I hope everyone of who course. was hospitalized mm-hmm. uh, makes it, you know, if they're still in the hospital, I hope anyone who can survive will, mm-hmm. and then some, you know what I mean? And I, th- I yeah. think there's going to be a lot of lessons learned from this. Definitely. I think a lot of other rappers are going to take notice of this, and they're going to say, all right, how do I make sure that my fans act civilized during, during shows? Because no artist wants to see their fans die at their concert. Yeah, um, and also no artists want to deal with all that legal drama because that's so much. It's all those not. lawsuits are yeah. So I think a lot of other rappers are going to take a lesson from this. I know there's a rapper IDK. That's that's actually his name is IDK, and um, he had a show last night after the all this happened, and he basically started the show off by saying, "I want everyone to look to the person to the left and right of you, and say I got your back. We're not no one's going to be hurting each other at this show." And um, that's yeah. good. That's yeah. really good to hear. Yeah, I'm glad you said that. I, so I think a lot of rappers are going to learn from this. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, with that being said, you know, I'm glad we were able to discuss all these different topics. You know, I'm glad we were able to discuss everything that went on. Again, our condolences go out. And with that being said, you know, I thank you all for listening. You know, I think this has been a very productive conversation. I'm glad we were able to have it. And yeah, with that being said, hopefully we thank you guys. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to uh, Behind the Bison segment of the Unspoken Herd, and we'll see you again on Behind the Bison, where we talk current events.